Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Brian Carlson, Vice President of Patient Experience at Vanderbilt Health. Brian, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Laura. It's good to be with you. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about right now. It's such an important and incredible time in healthcare. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Um, I uh, currently serve as Vice President of Patient Experience at Vanderbilt University Medical Center or Vanderbilt Health in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been in this role for about 10 years. And prior to that, I was in uh, group practice operations, uh, running physician group practices. Got it. Wow. So definitely very closely aligned with the physicians and now the patient experience. Um, Given your current role, what do you see as being some of the biggest issues that you're following in healthcare right now? I can imagine, you know, there's so much happening with the evolution of patient experience and consumerism in this space. So I I just love to hear what's top of mind for you. Yeah, I I think first that's top of mind, and and I think this is probably on on most colleagues' minds as well, is just the the financial pressures that most organizations are facing it's a difficult time right now in the healthcare space uh, with uh, the financial headwinds we have, but we're working our way through that and obviously trying to stay true to our mission uh, and visions in each organization and also holding to safe quality care and, and outstanding experiences. So sometimes the financial pressures don't uh, always butt up well against an ideal experience, but I think that we're weathering the storm pretty well here at Vanderbilt and, and doing a nice job. I think the second issue that I would put out there and I heard this at the annual conference last month at uh, Becker's is, is, is the, the concept of culture and the importance of it and the focus on it and the intentional need to be uh, focusing on culture within our organizations. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and certainly, <laughs> especially during times when there are, you know, budgets are tightening and trying to really uh, continue to provide great patient care. A big part of that is the staff and the team uh, within the organization that makes the, the experience that much better. And so when you think about the culture um, and, and the intentional culture that you've built at Vanderbilt, you know, what does that look like? How have you uh continue to grow and develop within the internal team so that you can make sure patients are receiving great care and a great experience uh, on the flip side? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. I think that there's, there's kind of four, four steps that, that I think about. And the first is, is the importance of the foundational items, the mission, vision, values, those behavioral standards uh, that really are the guideposts by which the workforce gauges on, on what do you expect me to do? And then from there, is the expectation or the need that we're transparent in talking about you know those behavioral standards and we need to do it continually we can't just talk about it in new employee orientation and then stick it on a wall and expect people to live by it they need to see it in action day in and day out and you need to continually reteach the culture so you need to be transparent about it you need to be discussing it i think the the third item is really around goal alignment and ensuring the goals you have uh, for the organization are aligned and uh, everyone's working in the same in the same direction, uh, because that causes frustration, which affects can affect culture if people aren't rowing in in the same uh, in the same direction. And then um, and then the last part is really uh, around the um, 
uh, the, cult, the, the transparency again. And that's just with data, patient experience, quality data, it's just being open and honest financial situation is being very transparent with the workforce about here's where we are, here's where we want to go, and here's what we need to, do to need to do to get there. Absolutely. I love that. I think that, you know, is so important and definitely is a great roadmap to building the type of culture that you need in, in um, comfortability amongst team members to, to then um, be able to deliver patient care. So that's amazing to hear. What are you most excited about right now? And what makes you nervous? Well, you know, I'm going to actually go a little different direction because uh, there's been a lot of discussion and explosion lately with the concepts and the discussion around artificial intelligence and how to use it. And I really, I'm, you know, I work uh, in our digital health space as well here at Vanderbilt, and um, the prospects of that are so exciting, you know, to make our jobs more efficient, easier to be predictive, using big data and algorithms to, to do that. That's exciting to think about, but it's also nervous because things can go wrong. We have, we have um, privacy we've got to think about. We've got security we've got to think about. Uh, we've got you know, misuse that we have to think about and, and, and the prospects for that. So it's, it's the same concept, and I'm both excited and nervous about it. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I know, you know, right now, overall, artificial intelligence is experiencing a huge renaissance, you know, evolving every single day in terms of its capabilities and how people are using it to grow in different industries. And healthcare is no different. Now, from the healthcare perspective, I know, as you mentioned, those discussions can be very varied. Um, it has a lot of potential, can do some really great things from operational and clinical side, but also the areas, privacy, security, um, in making sure that it's used in an ethical way are hugely important in healthcare. So what are those discussions like with your broader team? How do you really set some of the guardrails? And I can imagine it's still in the very early stages as the technology is evolving every day. Um, what are those discussions like and how do you uh, develop that on the digital health side? Yeah. Yeah, and it, like you said, it's 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 developing, it's ongoing. But I think that it's starting with both the what are the opportunities, what are things that we want to do, what do we want to get involved on, but then the guardrails really come into play around what's the governance we need to set up to oversee this. And of course, you know, you don't want to be too stringent, but you got to be stringent enough where you make sure you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's. So that's that's still an ongoing conversation, and we haven't we have not figured it out uh, as most organizations ha have have not either. But uh, the the prospects of of that governance aspects and how we uh, think about safety, you know, privacy, ethics, ethical uses, all of that stuff are ongoing conversations we're having, and it's that core group of governance individuals that we need to establish and keep keep talking about it and learn from each other. We need to be sharing across organizations as well so we don't duplicate and we can learn from each other in, in those setups. Absolutely. I think that's so important and definitely something that we aim to do at our meetings, as you mentioned, our annual meeting earlier in the conversation, being able to just be on the forefront of what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis is um, so crucial. And so thank you so much for bringing that in and mentioning it. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to look into the future. We've talked a lot about some of the ways that healthcare is changing, whether it's focusing on the patient, the consumer, and then to having artificial intelligence uh, really mm -hmm. take center stage in many ways. So what will effective healthcare leaders need to be successful over the next two to three years? Yeah, that's, a, that's another really good question. I, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is is the idea that, that healthcare is the ultimate team sport. We can't operate individually. 
and we need to surround ourselves with 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 individuals that we trust and that are working towards the common goal. Because if we have if we trust each other and we can put that to the side, we're going to be much more effective in our ability to handle the the very challenging problems, uh, but also exciting ones that we have ahead of us. So. The, the team aspect of it in the leadership space and across the organization and who you're working with and, and are you tied to the, the goal of the organization is very important. I think the second thing that I would say is keeping an eye on the workforce and that, that cultural aspect. You know, the last couple of years have been with COVID and then coming out of COVID and, um, you know, the, now the financial headwinds. People want to believe in something that's bigger than themselves, and healthcare has the is the ultimate place for that to happen because we do miracles every single day. But we need to continue to translate that to the many thousands of individuals that come come in our organization and want to be part of that that bigger picture. So how can we support them? How can we make their jobs a little more effective? How can we make it easier uh, for them so they can feel that pride in the work they're doing? I think the the third thing is just is the continued explosion of of technology and our ability to assess, uh, accurately assess, you know, what are the problems we're trying to solve and then how can that technology help us? We, we can't add technology just because it's the shiny dollar and it looks great and, and we, we think it's going to solve something and it may solve something but actually may ca- cause other problems down the line. So we have to be very intentional these days about what's the technology we're going to introduce and is it truly solving a, a workforce or a patient problem to make things a little easier and a little more effective. Um, and I, the last thing I would say is back to that team aspect is and also back to the financial headwinds is in the experience space now is not the time to to use the financial headwinds to reduce the experience you need to lean into it further because the experience is human experience it's both patient and employee and having intentional conversations and professionals working in that space will make the organization that much more effective and and now's not the time in the financial pressures to cut those types of programs Absolutely. I think that's a really great point. And certainly that human to human relationship makes you know, all the difference in the world when you think about the experience and patient care. And it brings up a really great point um, as we've been talking through healthcare resources are precious right now more than ever. And, and so from the patient experience lens, if you know, you're know you a hospital or health system that is facing some of these challenges in a tightening budget, um, but still want to be supportive of these initiatives and, and move forward with a great patient experience and great patient care, uh, what do you, you prioritize when you're thinking about your investments and thinking about what needs to um, come in, whether it's from the personnel side or technology? What do you really need to prioritize to, to have a um, great patient experience team and in, in, uh, culture within your organization, uh, but also being mindful of the budget? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I go back. It's the, it's the effective workforce. I mean, um, happy employees equal happy patients, and we need to continually lean into you know, working uh, across disciplines, so HR, marketing, operations, patient experience, with the lens and the focus on what are we doing for the workforce to make their jobs a little easier, a little more effective. And then the ways to do that is also being how can we introduce technology into and, and, and technology solutions to make process processes easier. Um, but I always, always go back to the behavioral standards, the values of the organization. Are you continually reminding the workforce, the guide rails, the guard posts for how you expect the care to be delivered and how you expect 
individuals in the organization to interact and, and work with each other. And if you do that, if you have those and you do that consistently, you're going to win on the experience side. I love it. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.